Welcome to 30 Minutes of Growth, the all-action, all-growth marketing podcast that's all within half an hour. It features three segments with three playbooks you can use right away. And I'm your host, Alex Garcia. So let's do this. We all know this, that growth is the number one priority for e-commerce brands. And that's where Yachtpo steps up. Supporting brands like Culture Kings and Steve Madden, their platform offers data-driven solutions like Yapo, SMS Bump, the top SMS marketing app in the Shopify app store. Sounds good, right? So hop over to yachtpo.com and get a free demo right now. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Growth. In this episode, I got Cody Plofker from Jones Road Beauty on the pod today. Cody, for anybody that doesn't know you or doesn't follow you, can you just give a quick intro to yourself before we jump into anything? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I lead marketing at Jones Road Beauty. We're a pretty new, clean beauty brand founded by Bobby Brown, who happens to be my mom. And we're growing uh, rapidly. We're we're growing very fast. And you know, pretty much purely DTC. We've got one like pop up that we're in, but yeah, just just having a lot of fun and uh, growing pretty quickly. Awesome, man. Well, the first topic I want to dive into is organic and paid TikTok. I feel like this is still almost like a black hole for people, and it's something like I'm exploring heavily on on paid i'm, I'm now going, I get your ads oh you got him by my ads yeah yeah let's go thank <laughs> god targeting's on point then um yeah dude i'm loving paid tiktok like if you could crack the code i mean it, it works immensely but what i haven't gone all in on which i know i should is organic and i know you talked to you had the chance of talking to gary v and, and kind of giving you the breakdown on what you should do so if you're trying to break into organic i mean for you guys what was that starting point where did you start and and kind of how did you approach it so yeah, we, we were lucky enough to be able to talk to Gary Vee, which was pretty amazing because if you've ever seen any of his videos where you know people go up to him at an event, they're like, what should I do? Yeah. Like, TikTok, you got to just post four times a day. That was exactly what he said to us. <laughs> He's just like the same guy. So, you know, and, and his belief was that like, you can grow a hundred million dollars and, you know, lo- love him or hate him. He's he's right more often than he's not about future trends and in the industry and platforms and you know he's obviously super bullish on tiktok and he thinks you can grow a hundred million dollar business just off of tiktok like that's just kind of the 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 power of it so with with how excited he was about it we were like all right we got to try it but you know everyone always thinks tiktok is for right it's for the kids only It's, it's for you know just dancing videos so those are some misconceptions i had you know and I think that's probably a mistake that a lot of people make is they're 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 making the same content that they see everybody else making. And TikTok is is it's so new and it's going to be changing rapidly because you know if you think about it, they're trying to attract advertisers and to make it worthwhile for advertisers, they they need the people on there to have dollars to spend to make it worth yeah. it for advertisers. So what they're trying to do is they're actually trying to like go away from just being a kids app. So. What they're actually doing is they're actually rewarding more. Edu- you're, you, if you look at TikTok, and again, everyone's for you page is different. They're rewarding higher value content a lot yeah. more in the algorithms these days. So it's less dancing. They're actually kind of like limiting the reach on on a lot of those TikTok things. Obviously, trends are still going, but I don't think that should be you know your main organic strategy. It should be really value, right? If you think about what people are on TikTok for, this was one of the things that kind of hit me is it's not a social platform. So it's really not competing with Instagram. It's an entertainment platform. It's short form. So it's, it's YouTube. It's competing with Netflix. It's competing with television. It's short form. And so again, people are going on it to be entertained. And that's obviously that can be multiple things. I get a lot of stand up comedy on mine. Cause that's what I interact with. They're going to be educated. And I think that is something that has shifted because TikTok was not originally education. 
Now people use it even as a search engine. How do yeah. I do this? Like I'm interested in like video editing now. I just think it's cool. So like I get a ton of like Adobe Premiere tutorials and stuff like that. And it's like there's actually such good educational content. So good. TikTok. It's really good. And then obviously entertainment, right? And a lot of those is a native TikToks. A lot of that is, you know, stand-up comedy. So I think that's the most important thing, just to understand like what are people using TikTok for and kind of where does it fit in with the other apps and channels? And so when you you guys started out with organic on TikTok, it was right. Like you guys just kind of introduced yourself like, hey, we're, we're brand new to TikTok. What questions do we have? And then you took that approach, right? Like you got the, whatever somebody asked you, you just stitched the question and, and kind of give an educational reply. Exactly. Yeah. So I knew I knew that we wanted to go on the educational side, right? We weren't going to yeah. do native stuff. Bobby's, you know, 60 something years old. Like you don't want to be that like cringy person like doing that. And there's, there's also just like, besides the entertainment value, there's not that much value in it. We wanted to give value. So the reason we actually reached out to Gary, we were planning on doing some like a, a content thing. So Bobby had a, a masterclass. She, she did a masterclass yeah. and like, it was pretty great because she was able to teach and again, not sell makeup products, but just educate and give value. So we're like, maybe we do something like this. We're like, we do like a gold belly TV type thing where it's like a linear commerce play. And obviously Gary is, is such a great content creator that we were asking him about it. And it's, he was like, don't do any of that. Like, just do TikTok. Like, put all of your... And we're like, all right. So we, we took that same though strategy and approach. But instead of having to invest seven figures into hiring, you know, video crews and studios yeah. and stuff like that, we're just doing it from our phone. And yeah, so the first post was just like, hey, I'm new to TikTok. What do you guys want to learn? I thought we would get like 10 responses. We got like several hundred. Wow. And we just we just did the video reply to that and, you know, just kind of picked what what we thought were the most compelling but also the most common ones. And, you know, the first one that hit, we got a million views in a day was makeup tips for 50 plus. And like crazy also, because like everyone's 50 like, plus, oh, 50 plus yeah. is not on TikTok. Yeah. So that was really eye opening to me. And we've kind of just been running with it. And then from there, do you did you take that and basically run it as a paid ad? Like, where did you go from there after going viral? I saw something you, you increased ads, Google ad spend as well, right? Like you were averaging, I think it was like 1500 to $2,000 yeah. a day on Google ad spend. Did you increase it just because search volume was going through the roof as well? Like off the back end of that video? So before this, we were spending maybe like 500 bucks a day on TikTok ads, not doing much organic. We were spending about, yeah, like 2K a day on, on Google. I think our, our budget was higher, right? But that was just what we were spending. And the, the day, if you, if you want to know you know, if you can drive revenue from TikTok and where it fits in the funnel. The day that we went viral, we spent about 7,500 on Google brand search. Oh, sh- Just okay, because wow. there were so many people searching for us. So that's kind of where it lives in the funnel. It's very top of funnel dis- yeah. discovery heavy. And so what, what we do is is not all organic TikToks are going to be a great ad, but the ones that I do think are going to uh, work, the ones that do really well organically, I just turn that into a spark ad. Um, yeah. we're, we're running these from from Bobby's page. So it's like her per page. So it doesn't look yeah. like it's like the brand page. Yeah, just turn those right now. Our, our top ad is, is a spark post that was just a native organic one. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of people say like make TikToks, not ads. Yeah. But what, what they think they're saying is make stuff where you use a TikTok editor and you're doing it on your phone. And, and that's not true because I've seen a lot of TikToks, not ads that are just ads. They're, they're, the hook is a product. They're all about the product. And they don't do well because that's not what people are on TikTok for. TikTok, yeah. you're on there to be educated, to be entertained, or to be motivated. So you have to have one of those things as your angle and as your hook. 
and then you have to subtly weave in products. So that's what a good, there's very little difference between an, a good organic TikTok and a, and a paid TikTok ad. Because if you think about it, all TikToks are actually kind of an ad because so 86% of TikTok sessions are in the for you page. Yeah. So it's kind of, you're reaching top of funnel prospecting audiences with, with organic. So what we'll do is we'll just test out, like we'll do, you know, for example, we shot last week, five TikToks with Bobby. We did five video replies. We post them up. Some get 5k likes or views. Some get 10k. We got one last week that got 200k organically. That one was how to choose your shade of miracle bomb. Boom. Once that as an ad crushing it. Cause again, it's, it's value. We're actually teaching and educating, but then also selling. Um, so yeah, it, it's been pretty crazy. They've, they've outperformed any of the stuff we've made just for ads specifically. One thing I, I see is with organics, like it's a testing ground too, though. You could find, you could kind of like find what hooks work, kind exactly. of what value props work. And then you like off those learnings, then you could go into and create like actual uh, ads that 100%. work, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that you could use to scale. And not just on TikTok. So one of the things we'll do is we'll run these TikTok ads on Facebook best ads. They are our best ads, these TikTok ads on Facebook. But the other thing we do is now we're taking these same hooks, these same angles of how to choose your shade. And we're going to, we're going to shoot some studio stuff. Next time we are in the studio with our, our video agency, we're going to shoot some of that stuff and kind of see how that does. Oh, that's going to be interesting to, to see the results from that. Exactly. We know that hook works, you know, we'll try it in a different style, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely the breeding ground for, you know, how to test angles and hooks. It's definitely like beta testing for creative. What about scaling ads? Like, cause the one thing I'm getting stuck on is like the, the shelf life of, of my ad, like the ad is it's doesn't last that long and I'm not spending nearly as much as, as you guys, but it's still, it's so I'm spending like the hundreds of, of dollars a day, but it's still after like a month and a half, it's kind of, you know, the CPA is in, increasing, increasing. How many vid- like ads are you creating weekly to be able to uh, increase your shelf life? Yeah, I've seen that one for a while, though. The one that you've been running that you filmed like right here. I've seen that one running for a while. Is that starting to go down? Yeah, exactly. So it, when that one's running for my free newsletter and originally it was at like 71 cents CPA and then it got into like under two dollars. I'm like, yeah. And I was like under two dollars. I'm like, yeah, dude. And that's why I was like, OK, this is I'm, I'm you know, I'm ramping this up. And then it got into uh, into the dollar range and like it stayed under two dollars for a while. But now it's like at three twenty, three thirty. I'm like, all right, this is when you once you see like seventy one cent CPA, it's like three dollars. Just yeah. Like, Holy but shit. I'm spending way too much Facebook, money. You probably be paying like 15 bucks on Facebook or 10. For sure. For sure. But that's where like I, I know I need to be creating probably four to five, six pieces a week at that point to to what are you guys doing there? You guys like how many ads are you uh, creating a week? It's never enough. Like there's always theory and there's practice, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's never enough. It's something we're working on. I mean, and right now at this moment, so most we've spent is 8K a day. We're spending 5K a day. Definitely stuff fatigues faster. Like on Facebook, yeah. we're trying to test 10 a week and that's still not enough. It's just kind of yeah. where we're currently at. Yeah, it, it fatigues faster. It, it, it does. You'll see a pretty steep drop off in average watch times and, and click through rate. It's kind of like the first thing to go, yeah. I've noticed. So yeah, I think probably we're, what we'll do is we do five new organic stuff a week at the at, at like five kind of net new organic stuff a week. Yeah, and then hopefully one or two of those I can test as an ad. Mm. I haven't done a lot of like repurposing, right? You can put different kind of hooks on stuff. Like that's probably something that's that's worth testing out. I've seen some some brands do a good job of that. But yeah, I think I think probably five a week. I mean, it's still a 
a small amount of spend. It's a quarter of our Facebook spend. So it's not like we need as much creative there. But yeah, definitely stuff dies a little faster. So this podcast is all about growth. That's why I'm hearing great things about how Yapo is driving growth for brands. Their e-commerce marketing platform is already helping names like Culture Kings and Steve Madden strengthen their customer relationships. With data-driven solutions for SMS, loyalty, reviews, and more, Yapo fully integrates with all the tools you already use like Google and Meta. Even better, it's available on all major e-commerce platforms like Shopify, Salesforce Commerce Cloud, Adobe Commerce, and BigCommerce. If you're like me, you're going to want to find out more. So head over to yapo.com today for a free demo. The second topic I want to go into is zero-party data. So let me pull this up. Where you said in 2022, you should be looking at acquiring as much first and zero-party data as possible. And so for you guys, you guys created this quiz, this Find My Shade quiz, where it increased average order value from $60 to $90, which is crazy, and it's a 16% conversion rate. So can you break down the one why you're doing this and, and on the back end of it, how you're able to like kind of customize and personalize the the shopping experience. Yeah, for sure. So a few reasons we're doing it. One, just holistically, people are used to buying beauty products in department stores. So there's a huge objection with buying stuff online, which is how do I know what's right for me? You know, so we want to make it, you know, as easy as possible and take out all of the objections to purchase that people might possibly have. And a quiz is, is an amazing way to do that. You know, people's favorite topic is that themselves. So we can make it super easy for them to, you know, feel confident that they're buying the right thing. Usually what that'll do is that'll lead to an increase in average order value because when people have more confidence and they're going to they're gonna buy more often, you know? So if you do yeah. a good job with the quiz, uh, usually an, an increase in conversion rate as well. So what I found is we have about $100 AOV just normally site-wide. I can run Facebook traffic to a PDP and people will, will get multiple products on TikTok because they're not in shopping mode and they're in entertainment mode. Yeah. They want to get back to the content. They would buy that product and nothing else. So our mm-hmm. AOV was way lower, not scalable. Quiz brought it higher for two reasons. One, you're recommending three things instead of one. And then it's like a one click add to cart, which is obviously very easy. The second reason was we're able to get, get their email address and then follow up with them at a later time and kind of play that lead gen game. I think TikTok TikTok says very top of the funnel, very awareness. So I don't think you're trying to get these direct sales right now. Obviously, you'll get some, but you can either retarget people on Facebook. You can, you know, not retarget, but you can follow up with them email. So so that's another one. And and yeah, I mean, it used to be in, in, in paid marketing where you would be able to target so specifically. And then yeah. everyone, because... Facebook was so good at finding the customers, you you would just go very broad on the back end with email and SMS. Now it's like Facebook is super broad. And then so to make up for that, because it's not as effective, we like to go more specific and, and narrower on the back end. I'll give you an example of, of how we're using it. So we have a new launch coming out very soon. By the time this is out, I'll sure it'll come out. And we are segmenting all of our emails for this launch. It's an, it's a foundation, which is like a coverage product. Yeah. And we have a, a concealer product, a face pencil. And what we recommend to people overall to find the new foundation is to use the face pencil. We're now building out several quizzes for different products. We built the face pencil quiz. We're telling everybody like, hint, hint, something is coming. You're going to want to know your face pencil shade. So Everybody who we know that their face, what their face pencil shade is, we're messaging them one way and we're literally telling them what shade to buy because that's mm. always the biggest barrier to purchase. Everything we don't know, we're, we're segmenting and we're saying, hey, something is coming. You're going to want to know your shade, take the quiz. So it allows you to just speak to customers on such a personalized level 
but without being creepy, without like the "Hey, we saw you looking," which is like what third-party data gets you. So yeah, you're you're basically all you're segmenting everything, email and SMS, and then just personalizing it completely based on their answers from the quiz. Exactly. So we'll we'll do that based on again for, for this launch. We're doing it based on um, what their shades are and if they've taken it or not. All of our flows, we do it based on if they have dry skin versus oily skin. We're mm. just going to recommend them different products because it's it's very different. Or even educational tutorials in our emails. Yeah, like like yeah. we I saw something in Slack this week that somebody grabbed. Like we had a TikTok that was for oily skin that Bobby did. We're going to yeah. toss that in our post purchase flow for people that in the quiz say they have oily skin and just be able to educate and speak to people how they told us they want to be spoken to kind of. Are you retargeting any of those people and then making like very specific ads or is that, is it not that? Nah, I think probably like five years ago I would have, I just don't think that's like kind of what works on Facebook anymore. But in our retargeting, what we say is just like, can't find your shade, take the quiz. And that's kind of like often a top retargeting ad for us. That's what I was about to ask. So like, are you running something top of funnel or like in a prospecting campaign and then retargeting with the quiz? We do several things. So some of our, uh, we're testing a lot of landing pages now, but we do a lot of like stuff to advertorials. It'll be like, like all of our quiz stuff of our ads, it goes to an advertorial, like a five reasons why Mm -hmm. either about the brand or about the product. A lot of those go to a quiz. Gotcha. Um, But then in retargeting, we often will just go to a quiz without the advertorial. Gotcha. And okay, so the last topic I want to go into is, and again, because Facebook is changing so so much, the newsletter that you wrote in January, that was my exact Facebook ad strategy for 2022. So help walk people through this crazy avenue that is is Facebook and what you're doing and how you're approaching it. Yeah, for for sure. So I definitely don't remember 100% of what I said in there. So it'd be interesting to, I'll read it after after this and kind of see where it lines up. But yeah, yeah, creative is the most important, right? Obviously your offer is the most important. Having a strong brand presence is important, but then definitely creative. So, you know, we've taken all of our media buying in-house and we've we've allocated those resources, that that budget to creative. We're investing in a, a lot more. We're doing a ton of influencer kind of content creation. Um, we're trying to get like 10 people on like retainer for that and just always, always feeding us new creative. We are trying to hire video editors. We we have hired a video agency and we're trying to, again, just test a ton of angles, a ton of concepts, yeah. a ton of variations of each one, finding what's work We're we're definitely in kind of a, a better spot, but we still got, you know, a, a ways to go. Uh, we're trying to test about 10 to 15 new creatives every week, every Monday, wow. let them run for a week or two and then see, see how that goes. And then another big one is landing pages. Uh, yeah. We have tested a few things, but we currently are using like Shopify online store 2.0 uh, for that. We've built some kind of landing pages. The two kind of archetypes we have, I call it like Trojan horse. It kind of like looks like a homepage, but it's very tailored for paid social. It has a mm-hmm. nav bar, but it's a faux nav bar. So it doesn't actually link off to the page. So those are pretty slick. We're just started testing them. Pretty good results so far. And then also like an advertorial listicle, like a five reasons why. So very excited to kind of see, uh, still early stages, but the performance from these. What you brought up with the influencers is literally uh, something we're doing now. I work with this uh, DTC company here in Austin called Prep to Your Door. And what we're doing is like, uh, we're basically testing with, with, influencers here in Austin because it's 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 a meal delivery plant-based meal delivery service okay. here in Austin only though um, so we're working with like Austin foodies 
or we did a test where we're like we're working like kind of with like Austin foodies or plant that are plant-based specific. The ones that crush, we're trying to get them on retainer. So we just got one on a retainer and now she's basically doing all of our creative for us. And then, you know, it's like, we give her just like value props, like the value props we want you to sell. Um, so that's like, I, I'm very curious to see how that's going to lead like over because this, we just closed that maybe a week and a half ago. Um, so I'm very curious to see like how it performs over the next month, but we also want to do something. And this is something I took that from you guys where it's like five reasons why you should use, you know, prep to your door essentially. Cause like, it's, it's very different than like say snap kitchen or hello fresh where prep to your door is like hundred percent sustainable glass mason jars. Everything's from like from, from local farms here in Austin. So it's like literally farm to table kind of thing, plant-based, cool. you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, yeah. you've got to educate people on exactly. this. Exactly. Other than just, it's, I can't just hit you with an ad like buy this because HelloFresh may be cheaper or Snap Kitchen may be cheaper, but there's there's a lot of value props to uh, prep to your door that I need to educate you and then retarget based on that. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's kind of our approach. I, I I absolutely love that. But yeah, there's only so much you can say on an ad, you know. So you've got to educate more. Our best TikTok ads are the most educational, and what we're yeah. finding is our best Facebook ads are the most educational. We're not selling. I, I was on. Instagram this morning, just at you looking at Jones Road's Instagram, and, and one of the DMs was literally a customer asking us to see our ad again. And this was a TikTok <laughs> ad about how to find your shade. I think when we're running on Facebook too. Yeah. I'm like, when have you ever seen a customer ask to find your ad? That's how you know. And I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but like, that's how you know you're providing some value to the consumer. And if that's your first touch point with somebody, wouldn't you want to provide value? So yeah. that's our approach is we're trying to be as educational as we can in prospecting. We're trying to I guess not sell it, but build desire by educating and, and just giving them all the value props, but in a way that where it's more discovery than set selling. And then retargeting, I love to retarget them with creator influencer whitelisting. It gives this great uh, aspect of social proof. Like I remember when I was buying the eight sleep mattress, I, I got retargeted with a lot of a lot of social proof, a lot of um, whitelisting stuff. And I, I'm a marketer, but I'm still in my mind. I was like, damn, everyone's using this. Like this must be great. I'm in that stage of eight sleep because I'm getting hit with every <laughs> every CrossFitter right now that's like uses eight sleep. That's what I'm getting hit with the, their ads yeah, right great. now. Check out Tonal too. Ton- Tonal has a really good whitelisted funnel as well. That's like the like the workout mirror kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the in home thing. Yeah. Okay, I, I was confusing. I think with temp- Tempo. Oh Maybe yeah, an- I, I think I, I, another one. With the creative, like, how many influencers are you are you working with at a time? Is it are you trying to get in that 5, 10, 15 range? Like how, how many are you working with? We're trying to get to 10 across a brand, but not all okay. of those are, some of them have different rates for paid versus organic. Yeah. So I'd say probably like 10 total, probably like five to six uh, would be amazing for that we can use on paid and, and whitelist with. So yeah, we, we love to whitelist them, but we'll also kind of do mashups. You know, a lot of ours are like application style. So we might start with a hook, of somebody like, oh my God, I love it. Or like something like that about the product, the, the product, and then kind of keep that voiceover narration while kind of showing three or four different people of different ages, different skin tones, you know, different kind of just looks, putting the makeup on themselves. Uh, those That's usually our top performer. Are there any placements that are working best for you now? For example, for us, it's been IG Reels. Like that's been kind of, I, I thought it would be IG Stories, but IG Reels just happens to be crushing right now. Are there any placements that are, are standing out? No, I, I just go auto placements. I don't, gotcha. I don't really look at that too much. Yeah, I just try to like go big, big picture. It's like we're very simple. Like all of our targeting is broad. We have like two retargeting ad sets. 
we're really just going really hard on creative testing and landing page testing. For Facebook, it's the same thing. Are you guys doing like five, 10 pieces of creative right a week, you said? Yeah, a little bit more just because just we're spending more on Facebook. We're trying yeah. to do like 10 to 15. I think we're we're not there yet. We're not where we want to be. I think it lasts longer on Facebook, but I think you might have to test 15 pieces to get one good one that'll scale. And so with you, you kind of brought this up, but like with targeting, you're just going very, you're very broad. Uh, I think you broke it down here and you go one main broad prospecting, one broad creative testing, and then one accessory broad prospecting. No longer doing the accessory one. So we, we dropped all interests and lookalikes. They just weren't performing as well as broad for us. Not advice for other people to do that. Like do what the ad account likes, t- test what's working best for you. That's just what we found has has worked best. So it's it's very simple. Like we spend very little amount of time in the ad account actually making changes and a lot more thinking about creative and analyzing creative. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on here. Uh, there's one, yeah, a ton of notes, to, a ton of notes to take from this, just from this, these 25 minutes for anybody listening that, th- that doesn't follow you or isn't signed up for your newsletter. Can you let them know where to find you, where to reach you and where they can connect? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Alex, thanks for having me, man. This yeah, was a blast. Sure. Um, also love, love following you and, and your stuff. Your thanks, like landing man. page guides were killer as well. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. of course. Um, so I'm on Twitter at Cody Ploff, and then my website is CodyPlofker.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there. Do about a, a, a weekly newsletter just about what I'm learning, and ho- hopefully you can get some value out of it. And dude, and y'all, y'all's podcast with uh, Triple Whale, the Ad Spend podcast. It's I listen to that shit religiously. Oh, awesome! Thanks, man. I yeah, so that. I, I I thoroughly enjoy. I, there's a few episodes that I've listened to, I think twice now. The the TikTok ads one, and then. I think the retention one, the most, the most recent one about retention killer. Um, but I appreciate you. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into 30 minutes of growth. If you want to hear more all action growth insights, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. You can hear our next episode first.